from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. A day late and a dollar short. Lots of dollars short, actually. We are recording on Monday. Oh, you heard me. I said we. And I'm not French. Here I am. Oh, my goodness gracious. I have been worried sick about you. Where in the hell have you been? I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. All of those sound better than what I've been doing. Uh, I've been telling everybody you were on a secret mission for the CIA. Um, Go ahead. No, that's all. I can't make up anything else other than that. The tens of fans have been emailing and sending me letters. I had to come back. I couldn't stay any longer. I haven't seen today's numbers, but invariably they're going to go down. Um, We've been a a meteoric. Can you go down from zero? Meteoric rise uh, (laughs) since you've been gone. Probably the best numbers were my eight-minute podcast, which is probably the most listeners per minute of any podcast. A a record. I've got to assume that that was the best week. I have been buried in research for weeks, just preparing for this French Open episode. That's the only reason I was gone. Just in, that's how important this is. I got it in the bunker, <laughs> getting ready for the the podcast of a lifetime. Right. Not to build up anyone's expectations because you're surely going to be heartbroken. No pun intended. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. No, oh, that one doesn't. <laughs> Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Oh, there you go. Almost, almost. I still don't know how to edit and make things louder. <laughs> Um, we don't have some that problem them, normally. Some of them will blow your ears out, and then some of them you can't hear. But yes, I have my soundboard. Don't I have no idea why I haven't had it for the past three weeks without <laughs> you. Yeah, because surely I'm not the one running it, so don't associate the two things. Oh my goodness. So anyway, so the first question I asked you was, You going to do something or just stand there and bleed? I don't know what you were doing, <laughs> uh, but we made it through, and... Uh, I don't know if we're glad to have you back. Um, we'll find out after you're, today. You're just back, I guess. I am. Sorry to leave all the fans wondering about me. The upside is we didn't have to hear. No, the upside <laughs> is uh, you had to watch a lot of tennis, I'm assuming. I did, yes. All right, let's start back a month ago and see what you thought, your thoughts were on. <laughs> on the semifinal of the Monte last, Carlo. Well, the last time you were here was when? Indian Wells? It feels like it. I, I think we had just started the clay court season last time I was here. And we thought Nadal was going to just kill everybody en route to the French. No, he did not. Which, what I thought, I was the most excited I've been in a long time going into the French. And then I saw the draw and I was like, well, that's not as exciting as I hoped. For the first week, maybe for the second week, it'll pick up. What's what's wrong with the draw? I just, well, first of all, I thought Zverev was the fourth seed, going to be the fourth seed. So that was going to screw somebody over. And he ended up falling out of the top four at the last, the week before the French. So that actually was good, but it made the quarterfinal less interesting. And then. I'm sorry, the what? The future, the potential quarterfinal. He wasn't going to make the quarterfinals <laughs> anyway. Well, so. no, but somebody, but team would have had to play, could have had to play Nadal, Djokovic, or Federer in the quarters. So or that was interesting. Benoit Pair, <laughs> the champion of last week. Um, 
and then it all playing two qualifiers to start with. And I was like, oh, well, how exciting. Um, so it just kind and of. And they're going to show it. They showed 100% every minute. 100% of the match. Every minute of match. his and Djokovic's match today. They did not stray. Yeah, two, one, and three <laughs> for Nadal. Uh, and we had to see every second of it. You know, they literally showed four matches today. I'm not. That's. Well, I mean, they showed a few minutes of others. If you're big time like me and have tennis plus, <laughs> you can watch a lot of different. I think matches. that's honestly they're making the coverage bad, so you have to buy tennis plus. I think that's their strategy. Like they won't be happy with watching this. They're gonna have to buy the other coverage. Now that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's not good. It literally um, seemed like. I mean, they're showing, and they do that with Nadal always. I get Nadal, French, whatever he isn't. You know. It's his tournament, but then Djokovic. Once you win the first two sets, to me that third set is completely irrelevant. You know, unless the other person wins it, then it's relevant. But I bet the percentages are very low of that happening, especially with a top five player. So what I've been saying um, since, and by the way, I have tennis plus again on accident because I don't <laughs> know how to turn things off when I sign up for him. So I'll have tennis plus for the next seventy five. That's years. right. Um, it's withdrawing from his account for years and years. I mean, on yeah, it's not good. I just get a notice and I'm like, oh, I guess I still have that. Um, yeah, if they if they were intentionally making, but no, but that's not true because they show Nadal and Djokovic winning o o and o no matter what. They just and maybe they're right. Maybe they have the numbers that we don't. But maybe they maybe people just want to watch the stars play and that's it. Doesn't matter who they're playing against. And then suckers like us who are actual fans. We'll go ahead and pay. I don't even know how much. <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, they showed Caroline Wozniacki, which ended up being a good match, but the first set was 6-0 in about 20 minutes. Right. And then they showed Nadal, Djokovic, and then they showed, they did finally, to their credit, switch over to team, who was shockingly getting a battle. Um, shockingly? Well, he lost, yeah, that he, he was about to lose, he was about to go down two sets to one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> not not shocking. I know. If you ask me. But um and then Serena's match obviously went to 3, so that was interesting and the fact that she hadn't played in a while and Yeah, I was I wasn't as bothered by that match if it would have been a blowout just to see where she's at right. because we've had nothing for a while. Yeah, that there was some intrigue involved there. There's no intrigue in a Nadal or Djokovic first round match because they hadn't lost first round of a slam in the last 10 years probably. How about getting your time machine and uh, watch this match for a, uh, a a blast from the past? Karlovich and Feliciano Lopez. <laughs> I saw that. That was one of the few first round matches where I'm like, oh, I've actually heard of these two players. <laughs> um, it was it was, and I don't know who won. Did I play today? No. Oh, so it's tomorrow. But uh, yeah, two serving volleyers on a in a clay court. Love it. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, the the women's draw is total chaos, as we kind of thought it would Not, be. Well, yeah. It, if you're outside, if you're outside the top ten, maybe top ten. Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with you getting beat. And I don't think it's some big upset unless you're playing a qualifier, right? But. Well, and I would agree with you because those people lose all year. <laughs> well, that too. And again, I, I guess I'm anti-man because I call that I call that depth, and I call it a good thing. Although I don't do that on the men's side, I don't know why. <laughs> well, because the the women that beat the top ten women sometimes actually go on to do something in that tournament, whereas the, right. the men who do it they lose the next round to whoever. True. 
Um, but I was going to ask you, what do you think the, do you think there's any reason for all these withdrawals or you think it's just coincidence? Cause it seems like there's way more withdrawals this slam there's been in one in a while. Uh, yeah. I think people are just sick of the French <laughs> I, people or the surface. No, the people, <laughs> the French people. Right. Well, none of them are there that every yes, year that depresses I, me how empty that stadium is. It's a, yeah, yeah. Cause it, when it opens on Sunday, what are they doing on Sunday? And what's funny is they're trying to explain to us how every tournament should start on Sunday. And I'm like, that's not a good endorsement when the crowd's empty. Like it doesn't, they said they make more money by opening on Sunday, but I'm, but it's never full. Right. So I don't know how they're making that much more money. I mean, of course, every day you're open, you're going to make more money, obviously. You would think, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't like it either. But again, it's two weeks of tennis. Right. And so when you look at the final numbers, they're always staggering. And maybe those seats are sold. They're just the people are roving the grounds or the people are in other courts or, you know, they haven't come yet or whatever. I think they just maybe come for a couple hours and leave. Yeah, walking around smoking cigarettes or whatever <laughs> French people do. I don't know. Taking naps. If you're French, call in. Tell me what you do. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's been kind of... Uh, that's always kind of weird. It's like, oh, I guess I don't need to care about this match because no one else does. Because nobody's there. It wasn't the Aki match. Couldn't have had more than 300 people when it started. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... I mean, and that's somebody who uh, people know. I mean, she's she's a draw for sure. Right. Typically, yeah. she's a draw for sure. And they don't have the big, they don't really have anybody to get excited about French. I mean, Felix, even though he's Canadian, he's French descent, he would have been one to be excited about, and then he would end up withdrawing. Yeah. So I don't know if they have anybody they're that excited about going in. Monfils kind of disappeared the last few weeks. Mm. No, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Well, uh, so the men's draw is going to hold which is what we say every year, and the women's draw is not, <laughs> right. which we say every year. Um, and again, we're cheating a little bit because we're starting a day, two days, really two days in because right. we've already seen, uh, we're, we're recording Monday evening, and um, and so two days have already been played, so we should have acted like we recorded Saturday, <laughs> like geniuses. And we predict all these upsets. Well, here's one thing that helps on the men's side. Stan the man is back. Yeah. That's a big deal, I think. Oh, I think it's just having him in the mix is interesting. If he's in the second week, it's really interesting because he's one of those people that always seems to get better every round, which is a rare uh, you know, attribute. Right, these days. Yeah. So, I mean, but you, you can just see sort of – the difference in how, and again, it could just be me. I could be wrong, but in, in how I perceive the depth of the men's draw, even though we got some OGs. I mean, Songa won around. Right. I feel good about that. I feel good about Gasquet winning around. Yeah. You know, you know my love affair with Gasquet. <laughs> um, and he won pretty easily. And Wadrinka again, you know, and obviously I think out of any of those sort of people that are kind of coming back, I mean, Wadrinka to me has the best shot right um when i was looking at the i always like to look at the vegas odds for these tournaments and a lot of the part of it is it name recognition obviously but i think warinka was like seventh or eighth out of all the wow. players which is pretty crazy considering he's not even seated yeah that's crazy and Federer was fifth which uh is probably the lowest he's been ever in a slam in the last you know 10 years i would think he was 17 to 1 which i thought when's the last time Federer? you get 17 to 1 odds Federer to win a slam 
That's pretty impressive. Um, Put some money on that. But he's got, he would have Nadal and then Djokovic if the seeds hold semis and finals back to back. Well, those seeds will hold. Yeah, right. The rest of them won't. He looked good, but it's just so hard to tell the way he plays. It's so different than everybody else is playing on clay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I see a lot of guys not playing quote-unquote clay court tennis. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been mentioned by you, actually, but also other places I've heard it, that the era of the dirt baller is, is it really at an end. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, even Nadal can't be considered, you know, he's won a ton of these, but he's won others too. You know right. what I mean? He's won other services, masters as well. When you thought, people thought maybe Chechenato was that guy, he made the semis last year and then he goes out first round. Yeah, of course, because people lose their minds. <laughs> See, I'll tell you, that's, to me, I just spent the last week and two weeks before that, at, you know, immersed in the college national tournament, both our division as well as division one. Right. And what a difference in atmosphere. These dumb individual tournaments, it just, it seems like nothing matters at all yeah. prior to the French, even on clay. Right. Qualifying doesn't even matter at the French Open. <laughs> I'm kidding there, because obviously if those people have to qualify, they're not highly ranked. Right. Um, and it's just such a different, such a different feel. I, I don't know what world the world numbers are. I mean, a small indication, you know, looking at the stands over the weekend. Um, but I don't know. I, I think there need to be some changes in tennis. Well, in the first year ever, we had, I feel like we had about 10 or 12 different champions leading up to the French, which again was why I was so excited going into the French. But then I realized, well, you know, they were champions because they didn't play each other. And, you know, one guy skipped this week, one guy skipped this week being a 250 champion doesn't really say that much because you're playing against other people right you know in the 30s 40s but it's just yeah it's weird how one surface of clay doesn't even seem to translate to the other surfaces well and here's here's you know i mean again i've talked about the old the whole team aspect before and the i the diff, the main difference between you know these individual tournaments which is what the tours are right versus team is their staying power with the teams. The teams never go away, except in World Team Tennis. But, you know, the teams stay, and the, and the players come and go. So, right. like, for the Steelers, when Roethlisberger retires, I mean, it'll be bad because we'll suck. Right. But I'll still be a fan of this. I'm not a fan of his. And yeah. If he, and if he went, you know, if he left to go to Detroit, I wouldn't all of a sudden follow him into Detroit. Right. And you'll be a fan of the next quarterback, regardless yeah, of who it is. Exactly. Well, unless he's awful. <laughs> Well, I mean, to start with. Yeah, and then I'll be tw- tweeting death threats at, you know. But, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that just the tediousness of the way the tour is set up, uh, in this day and age, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think the only thing, the, the way the tournament is set up, the only thing you get excited about is individual matchups. And that's a really, you know, shaky thing to to lean on for your popularity if you don't get two players that are interesting playing each other you know what what you don't have a tournament that people care about and on the men's side that's impossible right because there's only four players three players that are worth interest yeah and they oftentimes don't play the same tournaments i mean there are some players that you sort of get some level of excitement about 
but they don't they don't hold your interest because they don't hold results. Right. I mean, Dominic team, you know, could have dropped that third set. Right. And then what? I don't think he's winning that fourth set six two. That would have been. I was shocked that he was even in position to lose it. And again, I know it's team, but just yeah, because it's on clay, that's why I'm shocked. If yeah, it was because he's a prince of clay, come on. <laughs> for winning you know two tournaments yeah I, I, that was and I guess he played a junior French Open champion or whatever but still you're a pro player in the top four and you're losing to a guy who's not even top 80 right I mean that's on your best surface I mean, that doesn't make any sense yeah I mean so we have now we'll have like somebody who may be fun like um, Monfils and we're literally just watching for his, his shot making right. or whatever, but nobody cares if he wins or loses. No. You know? Um, but I looked at 64 first round matches in the men's, and I maybe saw three that were interesting. And I know, you know, 100 of the 128 players. It's not like it's right. they're unknown to me because that's what, you know, I keep up with. But that's pretty bad when you got three. And again, not to harp on our last slam where I talked about the way to do the draw differently and make it more interesting, but I just think it's this is what happens when you do it this way. You get potential signs where it's like this, where it's people, right. unknowns, playing the best players, and they have no chance. And yeah, once every 10 years, one of them is going to win, and it's amazing. But the problem is you have the other nine years and three slams where yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, I guess you give them a pass on the first round because it's a giant tournament. Yeah. 128 draw. So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of players that aren't at the upper echelon just by nature of the numbers. Um, so give me to the third round. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. But on the men's side in particular, it just, uh, you know, we'll see what the what the next round looks like. We should start doing daily podcasts like some <laughs> of these other cool yeah podcasts do just daily. Well, you can. They said Nadal. Uh, now they didn't say if anybody's ever won twelve of the same tournament, but obviously no one's ever done twelve of the same slam. But he would if he wins this, he'll win twelve French Opens. And I don't you feel like we can pencil him in the semis without even like any doubt whatsoever and probably the finals well i keep waiting for him to fall off physically right at any moment and you know when he had that one year where he withdrew mid-tournament yeah which by the way why doesn't that count as a loss in his record so if he withdrew it did count as a loss it should against that guy because they always say he's 86 and two well he's really three because he dropped out that one year in the third or fourth round against grand all years but but yeah, he, well, I know one thing that doesn't count as a loss when a player shows up to get half their prize money. <laughs> right? Did you see that? Yeah, that's well, that's what they all do. I'm surprised. That's why I'm surprised so many people have dropped out before the tournament because they don't get anything. I think even curious of all people. By the way, what do you think about that, Katie Bolter, just popping in to get her twenty grand? Well, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to get it like mailed to them, or <laughs> I don't know what the normal protocol is. Well, I guess you have to be on site or something and pull out. I see. I mean, we've talked about that before. The way the tour is set up with no salaries and stuff, I, I'm okay with it. I am too. I don't know why people are so up in arms about it. I mean, it it's the rule. Right. It is the rule. And they did that so people would not go out there and make, you know, waste everybody's time by playing right. a game or two, which I'm sure she would have done had this rule not been the case. Yeah. So. I mean, that's probably. The, half her prize money for this year so far so the telegraph and i don't mean the machine that goes dee, 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 
um, but the the newspaper in the UK, I guess, because she's British, right? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> so she, uh, Simon Briggs, who's a tennis correspondent, um, re- the, one of the lines in this thing is Katie Bolter's. This is how it opens. Katie Bolter's visit to Roland Garros ended in a sharp getaway on Friday, <laughs> as the <laughs> like Brit- she's a criminal. Yeah, as the British number two declined the opportunity to answer questions about her controversial (laughs) 20,323-pound pay packet. And and why is that controversial? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I mean, if she came in on a wheelchair on crutches or something, that might be, you know, a little bit different because then she knew she couldn't play for weeks and uh, she just shows up for that, but... Well, again, my argument is it's in the rules. What's controversial about following the rules? If the rules controversial, have a discussion about that right. or change it. And that's still not her problem. It's still not yeah. anything to do with her. If it's a bad rule, then yeah, yeah, yeah. what's that got to do with her? I don't know. Well, and this, it's still beneficial to whoever took her place because they were getting no money because they were out of the tournament. Right. And now they're getting at least, you know, 20000 Or if they win, they're getting more, obviously. Right. So, I mean, that's why the rule's there. Everybody was in favor of the rule compared to what it was before. Yeah. But nobody gave Kiros any credit for dropping out early and not getting his 20000 He doesn't need any more criticism, I guess. <laughs> so, did you listen to that podcast, uh, the interview that I sent you? Speaking of controversy, I'm going to make a controversial statement. I loved all of it. I, th- I agreed with almost everything he said in that podcast. Including, including <laughs> you think that they are on drugs? <laughs> well, he didn't. He insinuated a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. But By the way, you have sort of said that before. You actually I have. And, no, what the things that he said that were controversial were, well, I love that he criticized uh, Djokovic's celebration because you've done that. <laughs> yeah, I agreed with and, that. I agreed with that wholeheartedly. I did too. And then, except I'm not going to ever be able to do it if I beat him. <laughs> right. And then, oh my God, I was envisioning that. And I'm like, that would be the greatest the, thing. And that's why I was really mad that he dropped out of this tournament because I'm like, I would have loved to see him and Djokovic, which the problem is he wouldn't have beaten Djokovic. He will never beat Djokovic again after that interview. Well, that's probably true. But no, I agreed with what he said about Nadal. I agree with what he said about Djokovic. He didn't really say anything bad about Federer. What he said is what I've said all along is that people in tennis are too nice to each other. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you're playing against someone, and all we hear about is how much how great you think they are and how much you love them. Right. Like, I have a big problem with that. I mean, imagine if a boxing match did that in promotion for the weeks leading up. Oh, he's the best ever. Oh, no, he's the best ever. Like, no one's... Or at the weigh-in. <laughs> hey. <laughs> They're hugging. Down to 145. You're looking good. You've been, you've been uh, cutting carbs? Yeah, yeah. Right. You got a new recipe. You want, you want me to yeah. text you? Let's, yeah. let's work out together tomorrow uh, before the fight. No, yeah, let's hit. Let's hit. That's what... I mean, so I agreed with what he was saying um, about all that. Obviously, his antics on the court, I don't agree with, but I'm just talking about the stuff he said. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I think one of the things that makes the difference between the big four and then actually going on down the line as you go lower and lower, I've always said that physically it's not a huge difference. It's everything upstairs, mentally in terms of strategy uh, and then psychological in terms of emotional control, et cetera. No one stays focused as as much as the big three do. Yeah. For the extended period of, of a match. 
And maybe if they hated him a little more, that, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Maybe you have something to focus on. Yeah. You know, I mean. When he admitted that too, he said, yeah, I don't work as hard as I should. And, you know, I, you know, I think at some point he said, I wish I did or I wish I had that drive to do it, but I don't. So you're advocating hate. <laughs> All that hate's going to burn you up, kid. <laughs> Keeps me warm. <laughs> was that an outsider's? No, 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 no. What was that from? That was Red Dawn. We've had. Oh, this that's right. There you go. Well, same time. actors. Some of the same actors. One of the same actors. <laughs> the late great um, Powers Booth was not in Outsiders. <laughs> no, Patrick Swayze wasn't he in both of those? Yes. Okay, there you yeah. go. Not in that clip, right? I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I um, I I loved it. I think it was dumb on his part to get that candid and. But that's kind of his thing already. But is so. it? Why? What? It's it's just like him being on the tour. Until somebody can beat him or he loses enough to not be able to make it, then who cares? Well, and I loved what he said about why are you walking on the court with Nadal and acting like he's God and you have to give him all. It's like, how about you're playing him in tennis? After the match, you can tell him you know how great he was. And, and I also liked what he said about... Um, you know, if Nadal beats me, we don't ever have any issues. But if I beat him, all of a sudden there's a, <laughs> there's a big conflict. But my favorite line, and and Djokovic cannot give a response to this. He said, how can he be the greatest of all time when he can't beat me? <laughs> and I love that because that's this, this is no defense for that. I love that. Um, now, like I said, I don't think he'll ever beat Djokovic again after that. But But, you know, he just... He rubs people the wrong way, and it affects their game, obviously. And he's also just got the serve that he can just, if it's on, he can beat, he can yeah. hold serve against anyone at any time. Right. On any surface. So, it's just... It was uh, just adorable that directly following that interview being, you know, published, he throws a chair on the court. <laughs> I know. And gets... Right. Literally gets, the next day. Yeah, game set match, or point game match. Well, and then, to withdraw for illness two days before the tournament starts, I found really odd because if you're, unless you're just, and I can relate to this, but unless you're just deathly ill two days, you don't know what you're going to feel like in two days. So why are you withdrawing two days before? I mean, you can recover from 95% of illnesses in two days, at least to a degree where you can play. So you're not, you're not, uh, you're dubious of yeah. his. Uh, I think he didn't want to, I mean, he, and he talked about it even the interviews that, you know, Clay's not my favorite. I think it, whatever he said, but I think he didn't want to play to begin with. So I think that was just maybe a reason. So he just didn't. So you don't think he, he just didn't want to play. I think he just didn't want to play. And maybe he was feeling bad. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> I agree with you. I think uh, he didn't. He may have not felt well. I believe that, but those two factors combined, he's like, I don't feel well. I hate this tournament anyway. Let's just go on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But he had a, the draw he had was interesting. I can't remember now who it was, but when the draw came out, I was actually interested. I think he might have been playing Fonini, or he had two easy rounds, and then he played a seed. Um, but I think it was—I want to say maybe it was Fonini or somebody—and I was like, that would have been a barn burner. Yeah. But I don't root for him, but I—he definitely catches my interest for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I, I made this comment last week, and I think I, I don't know if I've made it on the pod with you or just to you in the past, but. Tennis doesn't need him. No. And he might not need tennis, and that's fine. Right. But somebody, my assistant coach, actually, the the, the guy that was on here that did the research paper on D3 tennis or something, um, 
he um he 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 phrased it like we can tell the story of tennis without Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> right? And it, we won't be missing anything. No, but I would say he is the extreme example of what we need. Like we need people more in his direction, in your face, but not yeah that far. Like that's the problem. He's gone too far in that direction, so he's not getting any advocates, you know, because he's going too far. And of course, like you said, well timed by the fact that he's throwing a chair on the court and doing all that, <laughs> right? You know, because anybody who listens to him after that happened is going to say, like, you're ridiculous. He just did this. Yeah. Um, but no, I think we need more people to say, you know, I don't think he's that good. No, you know, I can't wait to play him again because I think I'm going to beat him. Did you see that match live? Were you watching it? The- I didn't actually. And I never saw it recorded either. Um, well, I saw I, I was watching it, but then I also saw it later highlights. And it's hard to tell exactly when each thing happened. <laughs> but I mean, he was in control of himself and yeah. and whatever else. Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> and it just went, I think, maybe an, an obscenity to the crowd and then maybe a racket smash. And then the chair was the final thing, possibly. Yeah. You know, so if you don't know, it goes point, game, match. So the first point penalty is a point penalty. But they do they, is the warning not in there anymore? Yeah, they have a warning. Okay. But I'm sure, I mean. The yeah. warning is sometimes just sort of randomly given out. But, yeah, so. Well, and I think that. I saw the match before when he beat you know Medvedev, who was like twelve or thirteen ranked, and he played so well and clearly rattled that guy. I watched that match and he was just rattled the entire time by his. We started the match with an underhand serve, right, and just you know different stuff from there between the legs and all that stuff. But it's just funny that the next day it just completely turned. And who knows? Maybe he was. Maybe he got some backlash from that interview, and he was you know not in a good place going into that match. Yeah. Well, you want to talk some actual tennis? Uh, oh, I guess. Uh, I know. I hate <laughs> to do that on a tennis podcast. Uh, well, let's get a little more into the draw, uh, probably mainly the women's, uh, when yeah, we the come back. interesting. Or when we come back. <laughs> it's been a while. I know. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, so is there a women's tournament too? Do they do the men's and the women <laughs> the same place? I guess the Tennis Channel has been doing a good job of showing men's and women's pretty equally. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Um, I mean, what we always say about the men is I I don't see in the early rounds any outstanding matches about players I care about. Now, you might have some barn burners. Right. Uh, but, I mean, maybe... Yeah, there's no match you look at and just think, wow, these I've been wanting to see these two guys play for a while or <laughs> or yeah, they're, or, you know, former top 10s or whatever. Or anybody cares at all. <laughs> I hope Zverev loses the first. I've predicted him to lose, but now this is going to come out after this prediction, but I don't care. Man, I hope he loses. <laughs> and I like the guy he's playing too, so that's the other reason I'm rooting for him to lose. Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And I, I don't think it affects the tournament at all because he is a pure media creation. Yeah. Well, and he's four in the world or was, 
for nothing. <laughs> before this tournament, he was before the tournament he just won. He was eight and six on the year. And explain to me how you could be four in the world when you're eight and six. I can't. I don't understand. I can't. <laughs> and I know he's won a couple tournaments, but so has twenty other guys. So I don't get that. And especially when the slams are supposed to count the most, and that's yeah. when he does the least. Yeah. But um, so yeah. anywho, I mean, outside of the Americans, which I have zero hope for uh, on the on the men's side. I mean, <laughs> I asked a friend who was going to go the farthest, and he said Tiafoe. <laughs> well, and then he's he already might. out. <laughs> he might. They've got to have. There's not an American that's won yet. Oh my god, I hope not. There's got to be. Although they would have shown it because they always do. Do, 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 do. Obviously, this, there's been women that have won. This is me checking. Uh, I know do, that do, do, do. Uh, Opelka lost. Didn't we um, adopt Canada as part of our... Well, he lost too, didn't he? Or did he come back? I don't know. Shepovalov lost too, I think. And Felix didn't play. Yeah, feel, poor Felix. Yeah, I don't understand that either. You made the groin. semifinals last week and then Yeah, but he pulled play. a groin. Oh, I mean, well. He pulled a groin in the final. Oh, did he? And said... He said, I didn't want to take away wow. his win. Oh, I didn't know that. So, because Benoit Pair. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. I didn't see. I didn't know that. What a hero. <laughs> nope. Query dropped out. Isner didn't play. McDonald's got to be in there somewhere. So, we got McDonald playing uh, Nishioka. So, he hadn't played yet. Mm-mm. Nope. And we've got, oh, this is depressing. This could literally be the first slam I don't know and how maybe ever where an American doesn't make the second round. I don't think that's ever happened. Usually you get two Americans play each other. Stevie, oh, Stevie Johnson Johnson's in there somewhere. Has Batista Goot, so oh God, he's finished. He's not winning that. I'm sorry to tell you this is not, you know, <laughs> the hard true of Houston, sir. No, Ryan Harrison. Taylor Fritz is playing Bernie Tomic. There you go. Oh, there, there's winnable. our chance. There's our chance. <laughs> two big dumb idiots. Uh, and I don't mean that because they're dumb. Yeah. Tennis Sangren, out. Yeah. Yep, Chapo lost to Struff. And straight sets, by the way. I know, Great that job. Was... Great job, next gen. <laughs> and he's one of the ones that we actually have had some hope for, or thought we did. Yeah. That's our chance. We had Stevie Johnson. There's no chance he's beating Batista Agu, is it? Uh, no, not on clay, I don't think. I can't Even though Batista's more of a hardcore player, too, but... Still. Gosh, that's that's depressing you can say it i had picked isner to be the farthest and then he dropped out so mcdonald nishioka that's a, i mean that's winnable yeah but uh gosh that's crazy. so we have we don't have a seated player no that's amazing yeah Is and it? and if they did it based on clay that would mean one thing but they don't they do it based on straight on ranking <laughs> or tiafa might have been seated he was probably seated 28 or 25 or something um I thought they said this is the first time that we have not had an American seated in the tournament. That's that's terrible. In a Grand Slam. In, like, ever. <laughs> Our podcast is really working on building up American tennis. <sighs> well, we're not coaching them. All right. right. We didn't. <laughs> I'm not falling on that sword. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, even one of my friends who's actually Canadian, she texted me and she said... How do we have all these players um, coming from Canada doing so well and America has none? And she wasn't being like rude. She was being like a serious question. She's like, how are we doing it? And you guys can't. And I said, I have no idea. I just don't know. Um, I said, you know, you guys literally don't have six months a year to play tennis. Nope. You're what? You know what? You're right. 
Tiafa was 32. Wow. And <laughs> that, so that's because Kyrgios dropped out. Just under the wire. Maybe that's so maybe when you first saw that stat, wow. he wouldn't have been seated. That might have been an adjustment. Kyrgios should have just played <laughs> just to stick it to America. Wow. Although he likes Tiafo, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Big fans. That was interesting, other. too. And he likes wow. Tsitsipas, but he's afraid to talk to him because he's a girl, apparently. <laughs> he was like, I can't, I can't approach him in the locker room. He's, you know, that was so weird. Uh, he's not approachable. Goodness. It, it, here's what's funny. We forget that these kids are sheltered, entitled brats. Oh, yeah. Who have been doing one thing their entire life. When I thought he was like more of the normal, just personality wise, not he is obviously not. on the court. But yeah, he, when he said, I couldn't, I can't talk to him. The, the interviewer was like, what do you mean you can't talk to him? He's like, oh yeah, he's just wearing headphones. I'm like, what guy in the locker room isn't wearing headphones? Yeah, exactly. All right, so tennis. You heard of it? <laughs> Sangren. Yep. <laughs> um, anything on the men's? I mean, is there anything different than what we think is going to happen? So semifinals, without question, Joker at the top, Nadal at the bottom. I think is the, Fed going to be the third? I don't. I think the other two are kind of up for grabs. Ooh, Fonini. How about Fonini? You got him. You got Tsitsipas. And the the princess of clay, Dominic Team. I would have said Team was the, the third, almost guaranteed. But after today, that's hard to commit to that. Uh, I think we're going to have a surprise that like we did last year with Chechenato. There's going to be some surprise semifinalist. That's not one of these old timers like Monfils or somebody. Yeah. Maybe just a random, because that's kind of been the trend the last couple of years. There's been a lot of like random, like we had Sangren made a semifinal, we had Chung made a semifinal, and they just, that was their one and done, Chechenato. All right, I thought Tsitsipas looked great. He did. And he's playing an all-court game on clay as well, Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I no, I think that's great. a positive. Yeah. Um, because that's the problem with team. I think the reason team, I lose faith in him, is he's grinding himself down in the first round. If he's going to play that way, for five rounds before he gets to Nadal or Djokovic, I think he plays Djokovic in semis, he's not going to have enough left because those guys are winning quickly. Well, clearly it's Joker for the win to keep my slam predictions alive. Um, Vegas, I don't know what Vegas has, but I'm assuming they have Nadal first and Djokovic second. I think Nadal is five to two and then, so like two and a half to one and then Djokovic was like four or five to one. So I was actually surprised. I wish how I much... knew what any of that meant. Because <laughs> you don't gamble, you're NCAA coach. Yeah, I can gamble on horse racing. Really? Yeah. I not, actually thought on an NCAA sport. There you go. I was actually surprised that he was ranked or favored that much more than Djokovic. Basically, saying he's twice as likely to win as Djokovic is, which I thought was surprising because I see them as pretty even at this point. So let's see. Any Americans? Any Americans? John Isner. He's, I guess. You can still bet on him? An old line, yeah. Well, they had Andy Murray on one of the ones I looked at. I was like, he was never signed up. Even right now, Isner has the best chance to win the French (laughs) Open out of any American. (laughs) Makes me sick. Yeah, you have a better chance betting on him. Well, and the thing is, there was an option to bet on the field. And I'm like, well, the field versus who? Like, does that mean the no, field? No, he's got to play everyone. Yeah, the field, is every the 10 people listed above the field or? No, no, there's there's a, a, a square of grass out there and that has a better chance to win right. than an American. An American or the field. Oh, I'll take that patch of grass. Right. Uh, I can't help it. At least we 
I don't know that we have any women that can win the tournament, but we have some women at least involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for Venus because I actually thought she was playing pretty well. She just, you know, is 15 years older so than the we girl done, she played. So we done with the men? Uh, I'm done. I was done when I saw the draw. I was like, let's wait to week two when it actually gets interesting. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's, yeah, because, I mean. Boring. I can't. <laughs> I can't talk about players in the 60s. Right. Not their age. <laughs> Although, Federer's going to play till he's 60, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so on the women's side, yeah, so Venus got bounced, which is a bummer, but, you know, when you look at the breadth of women's players we have, at least we got a shot. Right. At least we got a shot. And I'm sure the USTA will take full credit <laughs> for all of the American women that are doing well, but don't know anything about the men's problems. <laughs> So we got Sloan, two tight sets, but she got through. And, you know, I mean, she says she plays the best when she's happy and she's all engaged and whatnot. So, oh, there you go. Hopefully she's right about herself. <laughs> what I mean, I think she's probably, I think she's more of a favorite than to me than Serena. I was going to say, what do you think of Serena's match? Eh, I don't know. I think, I think that. Going down so quickly, her opponent did not have time to think about it. Yeah. And then she started thinking about it, and then it it got away from her. When it's always so hard to pick against her, no matter who she's playing. no, And no matter when she's played right, class. Right. Uh, that's really... That's the only reason I say that, you know, I think Sloan has... Out of the Americans, I think Sloan has a better chance, in my mind... But that's only because I have zero data on Serena, except for that three set. Right. Which the first set looked awful, but you have to expect that. I don't care how yeah. experienced and how great you are, you're still competing with players at the highest level on paper. When the old Serena... Oh, she's they, old. They would always talk about how she got better as the tournament goes on. That's not her anymore, in my opinion. Now, she'll probably be better next round than she was the first round. Well, I think she's more dialed in from the neck up. Yeah. But you're not going to be physically better. No, she starts wearing down by the time right. it gets to its quarter, and she's playing better people at that point. Right. That's the problem. Now, let's see if my Madison Keys theory holds up on Clay. How, you know, somebody that hits big, a ball that sits up nice for you on Clay gives her a better chance to make more of those shots. Yeah. I've been preaching that theory, and I just don't know if it's working. <laughs> But then again, I don't know if that's the reason. I don't think that's the reason why Keys can't get her life together. Well, and she did have, I think, one good tournament in the lead up in her career. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's been so. I mean, nobody's even trying to predict a winner for the women's. It's like they're just expecting anything to happen. Well, you've got Osaka as the one, of course, with a terrible draw. And I mean, the second round. She's got Ostapenko right. or Azarenka. Now, yeah. again, Azarenka's like a 10 times, you know, worse version than Serena <laughs> in terms of she just hasn't played. Right. So you just have no clue. I mean, it's hard when you've been playing day in, day out, week in, week out, tournament in, tournament out, you know, and you're just dialed in almost all the time. I can't picture Azarenka winning both of those. I could see her beating Ostapenko, but it seemed to be hard for her yeah. to string those two together. Because that Ostapenko match is going to be a battle. All I can do is picture that because I turn the sound down. <laughs> I cannot 
stand it. That's the one thing that she's kept in her and game. And if that's sexist, it's sexist because I promise you if a male player grunted that high of a pitch, <laughs> it hurts my ears. I don't care. Right. It's ne- I don't what, think it's sexist to say it hurts your ears because you can't control that. It's a f- yeah, my ears are sexist. My <laughs> ears are anti-woman. Hear me roar. But that was by far the interesting little most interesting little section. Um, well, it's, it's interesting to me because Azarenka was a link to the previous generation where, you know, obviously Serena was still the queen, but she pushed her. Right. She was definitely a rival for her. And it's probably just nostalgia, yeah. wanting her to get back. But she's, you know, I mean, she's got a tough situation where she can only play you know, limited schedule or whatever because of her custody battle yeah. and all that. Or I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm not a reporter. I just I know that she's not able to play as much as she yeah. used to. Um, Ostapenko, and Ostapenko's fallen from where she was too, so it could be deceiving. When one of them wins, we're going to think, oh, they're going to challenge, you know, Osaka, and then, Osaka and then maybe she just rolls them. Yeah. Or, but she's not looking that great either. Or Osaka loses in the first round. Right. I mean, that's possible. <laughs> Doesn't even play them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got... Another way, one thing: Do you care at all when they go when they go into the tournament saying we have four ladies that can be number one in the world at the end of this tournament? They no. every tournament they hype that. Does the, uh, yeah? I don't either. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody cares. Mm-mm. I mean, those players care, obviously, but there's not like a coronation when it happens, or they don't have a ceremony. So I don't. All people care about is who's going to win the tournament. They don't care who's going to be number one at the end of the tournament, especially if you didn't win. If you won it and became number one, that's fine. Yeah, but if I you mean, lose in the quarters and you become me, number one, number one is a consolation prize if you don't win. Yeah. the tournament. It really, I mean, yeah, you're number one, but as soon as you hit number one, now you're part of that group that oh, the best number one <laughs> right. to never win a Grand Slam. And how lame is it to say I'm number one in the world? Oh, really? Because you just lost your last match to so and so. Yeah, like the only thing that helped you is the other girl that was <laughs> right. lost around before you. Yeah. So what is being number one? I mean, ultimately, you get. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Oh man, we lost. We lost uh, a great one too early. We did. Um, Almost said Gene Hackman, <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! It's not Gene." Hackman. Have we lost him yet? I don't know. Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> no, it's Gene Simmons. Yeah, you got more. You got a lot of genes in your repertoire. We can't. Well, normal radio shows that are good, like they start going back and forth. <laughs> right. So let's start that over. Oh, God. I almost said, who was the first one I said? Gene Hackman. I almost said Gene Hackman. No, you mean Roddenberry? No, you just say Gene Roddenberry. Oh, well, it's Gene Roddenberry. Who did I say? Who's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The fact that you had more than two, I was amazed. I forgot the third one already. <laughs> oh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was impressed with two, and then three like blew me out of the water. You've been studying up on your pop culture since I've been gone. No, you got nothing. I don't have any jeans. How about blue jeans? It can be anything. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a jean like J E A N, but I couldn't think of any even for that. So I'm, I'm slacking here. Gene Rivers. What? I'm just kidding. I know it's Joan Rivers. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> um. No, but yes, obviously the amazing Gene Wilder. Some of his movies don't quite hold up nowadays, but um, some are still amazing. Hold up, I mean, culturally or in this climate we live in now. What about the Gene that is the character in... (laughs) I thought uh, you were going to say something genetic. X-Men. 
That's every character in X-Men. Jean? They're all Jean, genetically no, they're not. something. No, it's a girl that shoots uh, like the psychic one or whatever. I'm not a fan. No Marvel or X-Men. All right. I had much of time to catch up on those. I'd chosen to do something else. Gene, that is really hard to do on the spot <laughs> and in your condition. Right. Your delicate condition. Um, if only we could Google it and look up genes. No, we could. I but wasn't we care cheating. That much. I wasn't cheating. <laughs> no, I believe you. Gene Autry. Oh, there we go. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No, that's not. His name wasn't Gene. <laughs> oh, that he said. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know how you Mr. That. Green Jeans. Who's that? What? That is from... Oh, man. I'm, I am cheating on that. Mr. I was about to say, that had to be a Google... It's a kid's show from way back. Yeah? Uh, Captain Kangaroo. You don't remember that, was, that show? I know the show, but that was... What, a, do you? Well, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. But that was a character on it? Yeah, apparently. Mm. Captain Kangaroo. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, haven't have y'all missed this? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was on for 29 seasons. Are you oh, he, kidding he me? He and Mr. Rogers were both on forever. October 3rd, 1955 to December 8th, 1984. Wow. And look at these old black and white ones. Some of those things look so <laughs> creepy. So when I ended, when that ended, I was one. <laughs> wow. So if I watched it, that uh, I didn't see it. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take that. Holy hell! But yeah, that's uh, the extent of my Jean knowledge. Norma Jean. Oh, there you go. Yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> Billy Jean. So you're getting music references. Billy Jean it's King. <laughs> Bring it all. See, there we go. Full circle. That was where this this all was planned out. Believe it or not. Uh, which is not possible. I haven't seen you in a month. <laughs> All right. Back to women's tennis, unfortunately. Kidding. I like women's tennis better. So is there, are there enough players you care about on the women's side to overcome the chaos nature of the draw, of the women's draws typically? See, that's what's so funny. In the women's, there's probably 20 women I care about, but 10 of them are going to be out tomorrow. The men's, there's five I care about, but all five are still going to be in there tomorrow. That's the that's what the part that's kind of <laughs> kind of uh, confusing. So it makes me, as of now, I care more about the women's draw when we get in the semis and it's two you know players I don't really care about and two I do. It makes it worse. Yeah, well, I think on the on the American side of the ledger, if you will, at least we have something to root for. Totally, um, multiple. You know, things to root for. Uh, Sophia Kennan is on through. She won. We've got Guess Who's back. Shady's back. Shelby Rogers is back after whatever knee or... I did see her tournament. Something. A few weeks ago that was really cool. She came back and played in her hometown and won the first round. And she was crying. That was really cool to watch that. No, And Daniel Collins, but she's got to play Ash Barty next, so her dream oh. is over. But, I mean, she's somebody who could beat somebody. Yeah. Um... So we've got both players we care about. And Brady won today. And Amer Tom Brady. He's winning. <laughs> Not even unbelievable. I hate that guy. He wins everything. <laughs> um, That's pretty funny, I thought. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's 
there's interest throughout the draw in the women's, which to me is the biggest, you know, differentiating factor. Yeah, when you so DirecTV has the you know the the channel that you can go and look at multiple courts, which now I don't even care about because they still don't have as many options as right Tennis Plus or Tennis Channel yeah. Plus. So then Tennis Channel Plus State has twelve courts. I don't know. They should give us money though because I talk <laughs> about them enough, or at least give you the free uh, the free yeah uh, yes <laughs> discount or something. Right. Yeah. So Shelby Rogers is in. She won. Uh, but yeah, so you, as you're scrolling through the through the the matches on the Directv deal, um, it, get, it lists all the matches going on live, and then if it's if it's on one of the channels, it'll say 706, and you just right. you know hit it, and it'll go to that channel. Um, so not all of them have that, but it's got all the matches listed. And you're going through the guys' draw, and you're like, eh, right, eh, Fetter, eh, Nadal, <laughs> eh. I will I will want to take a look at Djokovic. You know, just to see because you well, know he had the toughest of all the first round opponents too. Well, that guys won a little bit this summer. Well, and I'm just talking about more from the standpoint of how he looked at the end of um, Monte Carlo, right? Or, uh, yeah, and he's had a week to chill. Yeah, because um, I thought he lost that match purely on physical, uh, and oh, definitely, and was able to win that middle set pure, just purely on on gut. Right, you know, which is actually good. It's a right. good sign. So uh, then he had a week to chill, and and you know for his sake he'll want to skate through um, unharmed as much as possible. Um, easy, you know, Nadal like matches. Well, and one thing I saw from watching Federer that we never talk about in this greatest ever argument, he just blows over inferior opponents always. Right. And Nadal does that on clay, but he didn't do that everywhere else. Right. Federer does it on any surface. And same with Djokovic. He doesn't always blow over guys, and neither did Murray. He would he would lose sets to guys all the time. Yeah. But Federer, I mean, it's the fact that he's 37, and he's just blowing over these guys, one, two, and two. Yeah, it is an indictment on the other guys, but he's been able to do that for so long. Like, I can't think of anybody who would just beat guys that way so routinely. Right. It's crazy to me. That he can do that on any surface, any guy between you know twenty five to one hundred in the rankings, it's just it's just that would be an interesting stat to see number of games lost per match in the slam for everybody, yeah, yeah, because it just seems like he's always just it was never and the guy who was playing was decent he was just never in doubt the whole match, um, and obviously Nadal's wasn't either, but against Clay. Yeah, but every match Nadal plays at Wimbledon or Hardcourt is interesting because the guys might get up a break or you know win a set or whatever. Yeah, he's got such an extreme grip and uh, and those quicker courts that ball gets on him quicker. Um, underhand serves, have we seen any yet? <laughs> is that a trend that we think is going to be happening against him? A lot of people. Oh, against returning. him. I mean, team was returning uh, all the way up against the ball kit you know he was like back up with the line i thought he was calling lines <laughs> well they were trying to get the guy that he was playing at all to serve it out wide because he was so far back and he wasn't doing it he did it some and i'm like dude why wouldn't you do that all the time right. he's got so much more ground to make up when he's 50 feet behind the baseline oh they i guess they think their service so fast down the tee that it's going to be good enough to surprise them where he can't reach it or whatever and that doesn't really work sorry women focus <laughs> focus so we've got both American women that not only can win rounds, but that are a threat. And that's so much more fun. Right. That's so much more fun. It makes the tournament meaningful. And then we've also got, you know, matchups and, and different things that are fun and exciting. Like 
the second round matchup of Sue Shea against Petkovic. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a ball. Could be right. That could be fun. There's a lot of Daniel Collins style matchups. and Ash Barty. That could be a blast. And that's both an American, a good matchup, and Barty's interesting. Right. Um, well, I think that it's funny that with Osaka being the one seed, I don't feel like anybody's even talking about her. And this would be her third slam in a row to win. Right. Which hasn't happened, I'm sure, since the Williamses. Besides them, it hasn't happened who knows how long. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's in the form to win, but you never know. I think all those players get more dangerous the deeper you get in. I was really shocked by Kerber losing to that that's virtual always, unknown. That's always fun. Yeah. When somebody it, who... It, but like you said, it's only fun if that girl wins hopefully another round or two. That's part of it. That's part of it. But yeah, we always see those major upsets. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's always the first like two hours of the broadcast every year. Like the first day, the first two hours, some seed between like two and six is out for the women yeah i mean and it was but it's just kerber you think of her as like a defensive really you know grinder like for clay clay's probably not her best service but you just don't see her losing of all people in that way yeah you can see Halep because she just does (laughs) but you can see anybody losing that way you know on the women's side because of the depth and everything else and you know three sets it's it's there's less cushion, so to speak, and once you drop a set or you let up a little, you know now the pressure increases tremendously. Whereas in a five setter, it's like yeah, I mean if you're willing to do the work and you're not, you know, like Akira is probably not fond of losing <laughs> the first set of a three out of five, right? But you know, I I think that does help a little bit uh, in that regard that. Uh, Two out of three lends itself to uh, more upsets than three out of five. Oh, yeah. I just think you're in, I mean, I think your pace of the match has to be so different if you're playing three out of five. Right. Um, Particularly on clay. And that's why I think it's interesting. These matches that start later in the day, it's like, okay, we know we're probably not going to feel like Andreescu. I saw she, I drafted right. her, of course, and I said, well, she's probably going to lose first round, but I drafted her anyway because she hadn't played, but she ended up right. winning her second set, and then they stopped because of the darkness. And Kyle Edmund, same thing. They were at five all in the fifth. Wow. And so <laughs> that one, you, he probably thought they were going to finish, but like if you're starting a match at six, seven, eight o'clock, you have a pretty good idea you're not finishing, so then you can have a different mentality than if you know you're going to be grinding for potentially four to five hours. I think that plays into the – I would think that plays into the strategy a little bit of how you can play. Yeah. Because if team loses that third set – they probably don't finish that match, you know. Right. If if he wins the fourth, obviously they wouldn't have finished. But I think that gives Tommy Paul a much bigger chance the next day to just play one set and have to win, then have to win a fifth set when he's not used to playing three out of five sets ever. And if he can bre- beat the Prince of Clay, then I guess he can <laughs> win the whole thing. They said Tiafo is one in six in five set matches, Oof. which is always a fun stat to hear. Yeah. All right, so on the women's side – no matter what happens, we're still going to be all right. I mean, oh, I, I'm going to be interested no matter what. Yeah, because I don't think, I don't think enough people can lose. Because <laughs> there's enough matchups where you like both players, right? Where there's going to be players that matter and matchups that matter, and uh, between players that can win the whole thing. Um, there's about 15 storylines, probably. Yeah, none. Of, that, that's the difference. Is you look, it's all in doubt, right? Whereas the, the the men, nothing's in doubt. No. And even a major upset on the men's side, it doesn't matter because you know 
that nature will take its course eventually. Yeah, you would have to have, for the men's to get super interesting, you would literally have to have Nadal lose in the fourth round, preferably to somebody good, like who could actually make it all the way, like a Tsitsipas or a Fonini or somebody like now, that. No, if you had the top eight seeds in the quarters. Right. All, by some miracle, chalk <laughs> held. No, no, no. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then I think that would lend itself a look. Because... But it, if that happens, it's false hope. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's it's all. I was going to say we would still think okay, it's going to be Nadal Djokovic in the final if that happened. I think they have to go out earlier for us to get excited. Yeah, but if they're out and now we have next next and next gens, right? Then it we know mean, the other guy's going to win easily. It means less, right? So if we had all the seeds hold in the quarters, that means you're going to have Novak on top. You're going to have. Um, Team, yeah, they'd be in the semi. Where is the bottom of the page that shows me the draw? The those draws board? are so hard to read. These aren't good on the website. So you got Nadal and Team and Fetter and Nishikori. I wish I was better. Zverev's, podca- Zverev's got to be in there. Wish I was better at podcasting. And Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas is, is six. Del Potro is eight. I think you said everybody. Yeah. So, um, you know, even if you had like a Fanini who's a nine who scooted in or, yeah. you know, whatever, a Born of Chorich who's at 13 and he slid in or whatever, uh, or hatching off at 10. So, so, so if eight, so eight of the top 12 seeds, maybe, right, were in the quarters, then you're fine. Yeah. Then, then, if any of those guys make it through the next gen or the next next gen make it through, then it's like, oh wow, okay. So the guy that was beating all those other seeds through, right, also beat somebody good and also yeah. continue that on. Now you're like, okay, this I see means what you're something. saying. Yeah, if Nadal loses to Fonini and then Fonini loses the next round and that guy goes to the semis or final, it's like, well, you know, whatever. That's great for him, but he didn't. Yeah, Fonini had one good match, but he couldn't keep his life together right. for two. But if it's if it's you know top, why well, I, I used the thirteenth seed as part of it too. So well, think about what happened the year the only year the French has been interesting. Which by interesting we mean something different happened. Soderling beats Nadal, and then what happens? Federer just kills him in the final. So it was like you know, Soderling could have made it interesting by making the final and then winning. Man, he beat Federer at all in the same tournament. You know what's he going to do from here? It adds because listen, I I'm not. Just because I say it and everybody thinks I'm a a hole for saying it, this is the weakest error. And if anybody beats the big four but can't back it or big three or whatever, but can't back it up, and not only can they not back it up, but they look so pitiful, <laughs> so pitiful that you know it just it, you're dumbfounded on how they could have gotten to that point. Well, that's my thing. That if Nadal and Djokovic make the semis. There's like a 99.5% chance that one of them wins because no person can beat both of them. Right. So they'd both have to lose. They'd both have to lose in the semis, would be the only way that one of them would win because whoever beats one of them in the semis is going to lose in the final to the other one. Right. That's the problem I have. If they were on the same half, like when Federer and all were on the same half a few times, they had a good match and all went cruise in the final. Yeah. That's the only way it's interesting to me. Yeah. I think team could beat Djokovic if he gets that far. 
but then Nadal's going to beat him in the final because he's going to use so much energy to beat Djokovic. Nadal will beat him in the final. I don't think any of these chumps can beat Joe. I don't think anybody that's not the other big two of the big three can beat Djokovic. Well, yeah, I don't think Federer's beating either of them on clay. Um, I just don't see that. But I can see that happening. I have more faith in that than anybody else beating anybody else. That's, I mean, yeah, he'd probably still be the... Besides team, just because he's beaten Djokovic at the French before, even though that was when he was kind of recovering. But yeah, Federer probably has the best chance of anyone to beat them. Maybe a Tsitsipas. I can't see Tsitsipas beating it all I, in three out of five. I still think Tsitsipas is on the come up. He's by far the best of all of them. I don't think he's sort of faked it, got up to three in the world, and then you're like, how, how is he three again? I don't think he's that guy. No, he's consistently ascending. Yeah, exactly. Which until is he, what you want. Until he proves us wrong. Right. So far. And you can lose bad matches when you're this young and you're, you, know, you don't have the experience. But I, yeah, so anyway. Well, yeah, if he were, I think if those guys. Once again, women's tennis, <laughs> we forgot. We're well, the worst. If those strong up-and-comers, male or female, lose to a veteran, someone in their 20s, like 20s ranking, I don't think we care about those. It's when they lose to somebody who's 65th in the world right. in a slam. That's when right. we get annoyed because it's like you're supposed to be up-and-coming and you can't beat Cole Schreiber. Or if they get murdered by, yeah. if it's you know 2-0 and 1. Like if Millman beats Verev, I'm sorry, that I was about to use language I've never used on this podcast. I was about to say, that's freaking pitiful if Zverev loses to Millman in a grand slam. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But neither, nobody would be surprised, or they shouldn't be. Right. Millman's probably not top 50, and he would beat the number three player in the world, which is what I'm predicting. By the way, um, I, don't, I think I might be one of the few people that hold this opinion, but I am fond of Jim Courier as a commentator. I like Jim Courier. Uh, there's not... As a commentator. Right. I don't know him personally. The only one I don't like... I've met him, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, was, did I meet him? I was with you, but I don't think I met him. You stuffed me off the corner <laughs> yeah, or something. I was hiding you. <laughs> um, even though we look alike. I do both voices on the podcast, Mr. Courier. It's not... <laughs> but I... Um, the only one I really don't like and is just Martina, just because she can't control her ego while she's broadcasting. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the only problem I have with her. I don't, you know, I'm fine with her analysis and stuff like that, but I can just tell that she expects better from every player on the tour. They even said something like Taylor Townsend. They said, Taylor Townsend said you were her idol growing up. And you could tell Martina was like, oh, well, she's not doing what I'm doing. She's not in my league or anything. It was like, sort of like, she didn't say, oh, that's so cool. Or, you know, that's right. really great. It was just like, oh yeah, thank, you know, she didn't even react. It's like, I just think she doesn't care at all. Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right, so outside of predictions, tell me how you want the men's and women's draws to end. Oh, well, for the women's, I want it to come down to hopefully at least two of the top four seeds are still there okay. in the semis. That just makes it interesting. Uh, Serena would be interesting just to see if she can, you know, kind of like a Tiger Woods story. Can she right. come back? So I've, I'd like to see her there, even though she's not my favorite. Uh, for the men, I just I can't say Djokovic versus Nadal because I'm just so over that. Um, well, based on what we have, what you know, what our options are, <laughs> you know, that is obviously the the you know all things will be right with tennis if that happened based on what right. we have going on here with Federer pl- playing one of them in a tight yeah. semi. Um, 
I think I would like to see a Tsitsipas final. That would because that would prove he's still up and coming, whether yes. he wins it or not. And yeah. he's going to carry that momentum. Even a five setter, even a five setter in the in the semis would be awesome. In yeah, lost. Right. It's like take another step, take another step. You know, team had that incredible five setter win it all, and then flamed out early in the Australian. Right. That's right. the thing. And Tsitsipas is still on the rise. Right. I hope. So I expect a Djokovic Nadal final with a Djokovic win, um, and I might dare say it's going to be an easy win by the time they get that many rounds in. Um, but There's, I. Go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of people think that Djokovic has the mental edge over Nadal, and I don't think that changed in their last match because it was so obvious yeah, he why was, he lost. Right. I don't think Nadal could have really gained any confidence from that, to be honest. Yeah. Plus the fact that he lost three matches. They said it's the most matches he's lost on clay in four years, in right. one year. So he can't be that confident, I don't think. Maybe. I think it's all his body. I, I think that's it. Well, I think that's yeah, a, a tribute, you know, contributes to his confidence. But uh, anyway, so that's, that's, I think, what would make the most sense in terms of, well, they're the best, two of the best right. three players in the world. Um, and I, I agree that I'd like to see a seat to pass in a, in a, losing a tight final or winning a tight final, either way, yeah. um, would, would give me some satisfaction in regards to the men's draw. Well, if the, he won a final against Nadal, that would be incredible. Oh, that would be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, and then, sure. of course, Os- I didn't say, but Osaka versus Serena would obviously be amazing in the semis or finals. I'm not yeah. sure where they meet up in the draw. Uh, in the semis. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. I think that would be fun. And, uh, and you know, this is... With Carlos Ramos. As the <laughs> this is uh, Serena's home court, so to speak, because <laughs> she speaks French and everything. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, she, you know, she would be fine with that. But... Uh, do you see any chance Serena wins this tournament? Man, how do you pick against her? That's the problem. Because every match she plays, she's probably the favorite. Except for maybe against Osaka. Right, but it's like, but she's not a favorite to win no, kind of thing. No, not it's at like, all. Yeah. Um, I say no, she does not win it. And actually, my ideal final wouldn't have her winning it. Uh, I would like to see Osaka be in a semi. Yeah, and actually, she would play. She would play Serena in the quarters. Oh wow! No, in the uh, yes, in the quarters. Yeah, so that would be a blockbuster. Yeah, I'd like to see Sloan get deep. Um, and then anyone else? I really like to see Wozniacki. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's already out. Kvitova. Um, but yeah, so. With, I mean, there's about 19 different combinations with, you know, in that's the what I mean. You can't lose with the women's that would, well, you could. I mean, all <laughs> hell could break loose, right? But yeah, ultimately, there's probably about 19 different combinations in the semis that would make me happy. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see potentially uh, Barty take an, another step forward, kind of like the yeah, she's kind of situation. like the female version of him. We're talking about just keep, she's keep rising and keep rising, keep getting better. And all these matches give her experience, give her confidence, and so I'd like to see that as well. And of course, any Americans whatsoever uh, would be wonderful. We need all we can get. <laughs> well, and I was listening to a radio show today, and they were saying how college football is better when you know Miami's good and UT is good. I feel like tennis is the same. You know, tennis is better when there's a really top Australian player, there's a really top American player, there's you know really top Spanish player. It's like a French player. Like those are the countries that the drive tennis, tennis powerhouses, so to speak, right. over time. Yeah, and so I think that's 
that's why part of the reason we root for people like you know Barty because we want there to be some right. connection to all those people not canada i'm sick of canada <laughs> having good players this is ridiculous that doesn't make any sense it doesn't uh well it they doesn't. won't have any of this one unless andreescu bouchard makes a run eugenie's in it she did she did win i heard no she didn't play yet oh she hadn't played yet no. well that's probably why that's a win for her that's a win for her it's not over <laughs> she's yet. still in on day three day three i made it to day three <laughs> which is still the first round right normally that would be a win but not in this tournament all right so now um mixed doubles so i think <laughs> you've been analyzing that draw i'm sure it's not even up, i don't even up know yet. who these I don't people think it's are even, oh it is up oh yeah i don't even know who these people are what is it an eight draw what With, are we doing without here? hingis there's no interest that's whatsoever. all i care about that's all i care about i don't even know who these people are i mean maybe let me see if there's any young americans in here trying to make some money rajiv ram he, is there a yeah, young and up-and-comer yeah is there you think the only reason they keep those hey. is one to sell tickets and, an and two to get those doubles players a little extra cash Ben pair doing what he does playing <laughs> dubs that beard i just can't think of why they would keep that i don't know it's got to be just so they can say, "Oh, you bought tickets for uh, the mixed double semifinal and this." And you're like, "Cause you're not." The, Nobody cares. The style of play is not fun. The name recognition is not there. That's true. So I don't know what is the appeal. What is supposed to be the appeal? I don't know. Exhibitiony, maybe like like there's more matches to to see. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, but but the rest of the doubles, I don't care about either. I don't care about. You know, Dennis Kudlin, Stevie Johnson. Am I really cheering <laughs> yeah. for America there? But at least when you get to the end of that, like it's some of the top doubles teams in the world. When you get in the, mix, in the mix, it's just like four random players. Here's what they need to do with doubles, because obviously they don't care at all about it. Yeah. They need to have every player put up their own money. <laughs> That's you want to take more money away from tennis players. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. So, all right. I thought you were going to say every player that loses in the first week, their name goes into the doubles draw for the second week. Now that I think you've said that before. <laughs> and if you skip, you don't play in the next slam. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, God, that would suck for like Djokovic loses first round. He's got to wait six days to go play doubles. Oh, Lordy. All right. So what do we got here? Um... Glad to have you back. Yes, yeah, so hopefully it will be a regular occurrence. Not for you, well, but for everybody else. Yeah, I don't know about I was glad to have you back. I don't know if I'm glad. This to, is really a cameo. Yeah, I don't know if I'm glad guest to keep, host. keep you. Um, I don't know if the fans are going to be glad to have you back. I'm sure that's probably <laughs> true, but uh, no, it is good to have you back. There's nothing more miserable than talking to yourself. Oh, yeah, there is one thing, one thing more miserable than just talking to yourself on a podcast for an hour. Having to listen to somebody <laughs> talk to themselves on a podcast for an hour. Uh, so I apologize to all the fans out there for the past three weeks, except for the eight-minute podcast, which is fantastic. I'm so proud of that. It was like a commercial. It was perfect. It was perfect. And so anyway, so... Um, I can't stay away now that the French is going. Oh, we'll have to come back and talk yes. about it mid, mid-tournament. Yeah, so we're both out next week. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. It's about time you do something. Oh, so gosh, I'm going to be here. sick again, I think. Um, so anyway, all right, so obviously no corner because you've been laid up for no, three weeks. I've been in a corner for three yes, weeks. Yes, but we're glad to have you back. 
I think the fans are glad to have you back. We're call in if you are. Tweet, tweet. You can't tweet at him. He doesn't have a Twitter. No. Um, all the all the time off I had, I still wasn't able to create one of those. I got to get your wife to hook, make a Twitter up for you. And you just, had some something I was supposed to do, or supposed to make a Twitter if something happened. But of course, that was so long ago. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, what was that? <laughs> oh well. All right. I think that's it. No corner. Nope. Fantastic. Well, we're, we're going to come back in a week and, and uh, really get into the French Open draw because some matches will be finished and we'll see if any of our want-tos have come true. I hope they have. Otherwise, I'm just going to cancel the podcast <laughs> and throw my TV in the garbage. <laughs> Men's tennis sucks. Right. But college tennis does not. But that's finally over, so I hope you get to see that. So anyway, I'm rambling. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Guess who's back? Corey's back. <laughs>